0: and we're back yay even though we really didn't go anywhere well we took a brief
1: hiatus not planned it just kind of happened yeah i don't know if you know this but the world kind of went batshit crazy
0: <laughs> we weren't allowed outside we're still not technically allowed outside but we're bending the rules a little bit to be we're here. six feet
1: apart as we record this We have a
0: dog between us that's enough. yeah
1: and i made sure to lifestyle the entire house before you came
0: And we did just sit next to each other in the car to get Taco Bell. But (laughs) no one needs to know that. Now they know. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Mia, for continuing to sit on my feet. I mean, we couldn't
1: do this episode properly if we did not get a soft potato taco. This is true. We would not. (laughs) (laughs) That was Mia. You're probably going to hear a lot of dogs because usually we record this in my kind of it's not a basement, but it's like a lower part of it's the house. A basement. It's cold down there. It's got it's a basement. Kind of bathroom, so it's not technically a basement.
0: Basements don't have bathrooms. I've seen plenty of basements that have bathrooms. I tend to
1: disagree, but that's okay.
0: But That's a New York thing. They have <laughs> the bath- bathrooms and basements down here.
1: <laughs> well, our bathrooms, I mean, our basements are just literally cellars from the 1800s. Uh, so, you know.
0: There's probably dead people in them, too.
1: Oh, yeah, there 100% is. But, um... Yeah, usually we record it downstairs in the cold in very uncomfy chairs. But currently my husband has taken the desk that is down there and brought it up to his quote-unquote office, which is our second bedroom. So we have decided to relocate to the couch. And I don't know, Leah.
0: This may be a permanent location. Why did we never think of this? (laughs) I don't know. Why didn't we never think of this?
1: I guess we were thinking something along the lines of, you know, it's better to be away from the dogs and everyone, all the noise. doesn't matter. They still interrupted the podcast. Look, Look. how happy
0: they are. That She's, so here. <laughs> She's so content.
1: She's so content. Now, Rhodey, Rody we'll see. He's a little bit of a odd child.
0: But for now, this works. Yeah. So here we are. We, we decided we couldn't do this over Skype. It just was not going to work. The
1: sound quality wasn't there. Sound and you quality. guys deserve so much better than that.
0: And the lag that would have happened with our jokes it's like oh th-
1: there's nothing worse than telling a joke and then you just pause
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's nothing worse
0: so we decided to forego that
1: and here and we are
0: wait until we could do it live yes so who are we doing oh wait we should probably introduce ourselves <laughs> hey, we're out of practice it's been two months <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right i'm leah i'm Ann, and this is she will rack you
1: Da-da-da. Feels good to say that again. It does. All right. Who we doing? So this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um and I say that now, but you know your girl loves <laughs> tangents, so
0: <laughs> one hour later. I thought yeah. you said
1: this was gonna be short. <laughs> oh, let me move on past her early life. <laughs> but this artist is really important. Not just to rock history as a whole, but as a female artist and the boundaries that she broke lyrically and music, uh, musically, were really something. And we're talking about Carole King.
0: I know nothing about Carole King, so I'm excited to you learn. Know, I have to say, I knew some about Carole
1: King, but I didn't know a lot about Carole King. So it was it was a fun little fun little study. Carole King, otherwise known as Carole Joan Klein was born on February 9th, 1942 in Manhattan, New York. Her mother was a teacher. Her father was a firefighter. Fun fact, her father and her mother met in an elevator. Interesting. And cue a Nicholas Sparks book and later movie. (laughs) (laughs) So her mother played piano from an early age. And when Carol turned three, her mother taught her just some basic piano techniques. At age four, though, They discovered she had perfect pitch, which for those who don't know, she can just basically name a note when it's played. That's pretty hard to do. That's
0: so weird. That'd be so creepy in a four-year-old, like...
1: Oh, yeah. That's like a... I don't mean to be sacrilegious, but that's a Jesus moment. It's like...
0: Yeah, I don't like (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) Or a genius moment, really. I've only... So, this study I was reading, it said only 4% of musicians possess this skill, so out of all the musicians I met in music school, I've only met one person with Perfect Pitch. Wow. And that was my piano teacher. He could literally just sit down at a piano, hear a tune like a Rachmaninoff tune, which is very hard to play, and he be like, oh, okay, you can just play it. I don't understand how that works. The man was. <laughs> the sma- he was one of the smartest people I've ever met. After this, you know, after you discover your child is destined for greatness, her mother began formal lessons. And also at age four, she entered kindergarten a year early. And then after that year, she's moved up to second grade. Okay. For excellent like verbal and math communication or something like that. They don't
0: do that anymore. Genius
1: stuff, basically. Um, No, they don't. They don't. We're going to skip ahead to her high school years because we can just assume that she was a genius the entire time. And... Fair. (laughs) In high school, she started a band called the co-signs
0: no like spelled like co-signer she did not make a math pun
1: (laughs) she did (laughs) and then around this time she changes her name to carol king in high school also around this time she started making demos with her friend paul simon they're just like hanging out i don't i didn't understand that wiki didn't really explain (laughs) it but that's kind of cool i just kind of accepted it
0: just just making songs yeah
1: and then at age 16 she releases her first recording, The Right Girl, with ABC Paramount. So at age 17, she graduates a year early, which tells me that maybe she got held back a year now that I think about
0: it. Yeah, that doesn't make it. Like well, she, she would have graduated
1: at six. No, because she, she skipped a year.
0: She only skipped one year.
1: She only skipped one year. Okay. So at age 17, she graduates and goes to Queens College because she's incredibly smart and meets Gary Goffin.
0: I don't like that name. You shouldn't. Good. Um, And his,
1: it's actually Jerry Goffin, but I read it as Gary because it has a G. Stop spelling the name Jerry with G's, people. What the f***?
0: Jerry, Terry, (laughs) Gary, Gingrich.
1: Did you watch the special? Yes.
0: (laughs) If you've not watched the Parks and Rec special episode. Do
1: yourself a favor. Just
0: stop right now, go watch it, and come back. It has nothing to do with this episode, but you deserve to watch it.
1: (laughs) Anyway. So, Jerry Gary Goffin. (laughs) And at the age 17, she becomes pregnant, then marries Jerry Gary Goffin.
0: Mm, It's a bad idea.
1: Uh, But they both quit. They take regular jobs, which most people would do during that time period. But they both were working on songs together during the night. Their first number one hit was a song they wrote for a group called the the Shirelles called Will You Love Me Tomorrow? From there, the duo quit their day jobs, and focus on writing. In the 1960s, they wrote a ton of hits for various Grammy-winning artists, including the song Chains, which was for the Everly Brothers and later recorded by the Beatles. Okay. The Locomotion for Little Eva. Come on,
0: baby, do the locomotion. Okay.
1: Yep. Um, (laughs) Pleasant Valley Sunday for the Monkees. You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman for Aretha Franklin. I mean, and that's just, like, not even the tip of the iceberg. There are just so many hits that she was writing. That's crazy. In 1968, Jerry, Gary Goffin.
0: (laughs) That's his name now. Yeah.
1: And King divorced. Um, She moves to Los Angeles from there, from New York to Los Angeles with their two daughters and starts a group called The City. They cut one album, which I hear was a really fantastic album, like, really underrated, um, however, due to King not wanting to perform in front of in front of public, the group disbands in 1969 and it's here in Los Angeles that King meets some pivotal songwriters, including James Taylor and That's, Joni Mitchell.
0: Those are important people.
1: Oh yeah and she collaborated with them on a lot of stuff throughout their careers. That's cool. like they would just collaborate together because they were all in that same area like the yeah. same neighborhood of Los Angeles. So probably a really cool time to grow up and be in that scene. Um, side note on James Taylor, we will be covering him on an episode because, spoiler alert, a lot of drugs.
0: Good. He makes for a good story.
1: <laughs> not saying we endorse you doing drugs. I mean, obviously, it's our sign off. But I was kind of snooping at it a little bit. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of drugs in this. This will be a good
0: episode. As we discussed earlier, listeners do not do drugs. Artists, please do drugs so you have good stories. Thank you. <laughs> Just don't do it to the point where you're going to die. Yeah, don't die. Experiment a little bit. Pretend that you're seeing Martians. Give us some good stories. Yeah, give us some
1: good content here.
0: Then you can stop. Yeah. Go to rehab.
1: Yes, correct. (laughs) But we want that content first.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) All right. Anyway, in 1970, she releases her debut solo album called Rider.
0: What the... Where is is Siri coming from? Is it from you? No.
1: My phone... (laughs)
0: <laughs> she thought we were talking to her. <laughs>
1: <up> for <laughs> <three>
0: to <laughs> we're not even drunk. That's the best part of it. We have had zero alcohol. Good. We've just God. had tacos
1: and freezes. Is this 2020 telling us that we need to stop?
0: This is what my friends call... My my small struts friends call crackhead hours. (laughs) When you're not under the influence, but you're just weird. (laughs) It's crackhead hours, guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, Whatever. In 1970, she releases her debut album as a solo artist called Rider. Overall, it's rated positively, but it didn't do commercially well. Um she had a few covers that she technically wrote for other artists and then covered on her album, including uh, Up on the Roof, originally for The Drifters, and Child of Mine, written for Billy Joe Royal. Also fun fact about this dude, I've never heard of him, Billy Joe Royal, yeah, but either. he literally looks and I'm going to show you a picture of him. Like Tom Cruise with a giant mole on his nose. Oh
0: no. <laughs> look I'm at concerned. this. Look at this dude. <laughs> That is Tom Cruise's great great granddad. That you is what I'm convince telling me you. thing else? He's posed for a Mission
1: Impossible World War II movie. Yeah, he is. Look at him; he's cute. Y'all should look up a picture of this guy. I'm telling you, Tom Cruise with a mole. Anyway, so it's okay that the album writer wasn't successful because her next album, Tapestry, was a juggernaut. Juggernaut, Juggernaut,
0: <laughs> Juggernaut.
1: <laughs> God help me. <laughs> Again,
0: we are not drunk this
1: time. <laughs> anyway, it's a huge juggernaut of commercial success. So let's just cut the shit. This is one of the best albums of all time. It sold over 25 million copies worldwide. It featured hit songs I feel the earth, it's too late, you've got a friend. The album's so huge that it went number one on the Billboard 200 for 15 weeks and I'm going to quote this straight from Wiki. The album was listed on the Billboard 200 for 318 weeks between 1971 and 2011. That's like four years? No. Hear me again.
0: 318 weeks.
1: 318 weeks between 1971 and
0: 2011. Oh, okay. So they weren't consecutive.
1: No. But it would just randomly show up on the Billboard 200. I love when that happens. Yeah. No, it's like a cool retro thing. And the album won four Grammys, including Album of the Year. It's ranked number 36 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time.
0: That's really high.
1: Yeah. It's also been inducted into the National Recording Registry, which only albums that are deemed, quote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically important. Aesthetically make it there.
0: important. Is that like, the well that's not important right now
1: <laughs> you're good
0: i'm gonna go dig through that later
1: <laughs> <laughs> but most importantly the album cover features her cat named Telemachus.
0: that is a great great or as i'm referring matter.
1: to him telemachunk. chunk because this cat is chunk
0: see a unit he <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: just chunky he's a okay. chunky tabby chunk um around this time Of King recording her album James Taylor was also recording one of his They helped each other's albums By overlapping backup musicians So James Taylor Played on her album King played on his album That's cool And then Joni Mitchell helped with both And then Danny Korchmar Who's done like a ton of stuff With a bunch of artists He helped with both albums too Also both albums feature You've Got a Friend now this was written by King, but Taylor liked the song so much he asked if he could cover it on his album.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, but his version's more famous than hers, from my understanding. Yeah. Cause when I think of that song, I think of James Taylor's version. So we talked about the album's successes, but I wanted to talk about why this album, in my opinion, is so successful. And I wanna bring back in jerry gary goff goffin for a second so king and goffin were in their 20s they already become successful songwriter successful songwriters in their own right but all their songs that they wrote for artists chronicles their difficulties in their relationship for example crying in the rain i forget who they wrote that for but it was about their breakup i can see that yeah But the album comes at a time where King is at a new point in her life. She and her husband are no more. She moves from New York to L.A. with her two daughters. And the album is reflecting on what it is to be alone. And even though at this time, technically there is a new man in the picture, she's riding alone, no longer in Goffin's shadow. Hmm. And so I think the result has been these like really honestly painfully authentic lyrics that speak to problems everyone will feel at one point in their lives Mm -hmm. so in a way it's universal I think that's why this album is so memorable years later Mm -hmm. but anyway throughout the rest of the 70s Carol continues to release quite a few more albums many that she collaborated with musician friends I mean tapestry just catapults her into stardom and she writes five albums in 1970s in that decade.
0: That's a lot.
1: Yeah. It's a lot. She And each of them was certified gold. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So those albums were Rhymes and Reasons, Fantasy, Rap and Joy, Thoroughbred, and Simple Things. For the album Simple Things, she collaborated with Rich Evers, who she would eventually marry. But I think it was like right after their separation, he actually died of cocaine overdose. Oh. So, there's some drugs in the story.
0: Some drugs. S- small incident. But he
1: wasn't a nice guy. So, okay. we don't have to like him. He like was pretty abusive, from I, my understanding. I take back my awe. <laughs> Throughout the 1980s and 2000s, she continues to release albums as well as write music for movies and, te- and television. One where those song-
0: royalties lie.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. For example, she wrote the song Care Lot for the Care Bears movie. Uh, okay she wrote anyone at all for you've got a friend i'm oh, not you've got a friend anyone at all for you've got mail and a version of where you lead for the gilmore girl golden girls talk today a version of where you lead for the gilmore girls oh. theme song she actually like changed some of the lyrics to make it more modern okay and during that time, like the 1990s and 2000s, she's just continuing to write for her own stuff. She's writing for other artists, including like Mariah Carey. Dang. A little bit of tangent. I read like she tried to convince Mariah Carey to record You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, like do another version of it. And Mariah Carey actually refused only because she lo- thought Aretha Franklin did it absolutely perfect. Yeah. So she didn't want to touch I wouldn't
0: want to touch that song either. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But they, she
1: wrote like a different song for Carrie. That's good. Yeah. But as far as for her legacy, I told you it was going to be a short episode. Um, she's just considered the most successful female songwriter in the 20th century. Good for her. And she is attributed to writing 118 hits, both for herself both and various artists. In 2012, she retired from music, but later said she's just taking a break. We've heard that before. (laughs)
0: It's not our first time saying that. So we'll see the farewell tour soon. Correct. (laughs) In late
1: 2012, the Library of Congress announced that King had been named the 2013 recipient of the prestigious Gershwin Prize for a popular song. And she was the first first woman to receive that distinction. In 2015, she was a Kennedy Center honoree. In 2014, the musical titled Beautiful, the Carol King ah, musical, yes. debuted on Broadway. She has been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And in 2018, she moved to Idaho.
0: Why Idaho?
1: I don't know. Probably want to get away from it. John Mayer <laughs> lives in Montana.
0: Yeah, but John Mayer's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense in some weird reason for him to live in Montana.
1: He's on his own ranch and he travels around the world. I mean, these people travel around the world. You've kind of seen it all. Get away from the hustle and bustle. Idaho. So what is Carol King doing today? So she's 78. Let's keep that in mind. And she is a YouTuber. Wait, what? This is the cutest thing. So I don't know if this is like, I didn't do enough research I don't know if this is just because of COVID-19 that she's doing this or if she's been doing this for a while, but she started this little like at home series for COVID-19 where she brings messages of encouragement and plays songs either she's recently written or songs that come to mind from her career. It's like the one I recently watched, she played the song um, Home Again for the nurses out in field right now that's or the medical professionals out in the field that's so and they're the nicest videos like i watch them it's just her saying hello it's me carol she's so sweet but that's it that's it it's a i said really short episode hey what's up this is shane and this is rory and we're weencast if you're into Ween or are a music lover, check out our podcast. We talk about Ween shows, Ween interviews, everything related
0: to the band Ween.
1: Check us out.
0: Yeah, I. if we want to add a second topic to this, not like a full topic, but I read the most interesting article today day about like how they're going to try to phase concerts back in uh, after the virus. So listen to this. This is the weirdest thing. So there's this band, okay. So this article I'm scrolling. I really Wow, a lot of shit's gotten posted in this group today. So there's an upcoming show by this this country rock group called Bishop Gun. Okay. And it's supposed to happen next Friday, May 15th, so okay. like a week after this episode will drop because I'm assuming we're dropping this on Friday. Um so next Friday, Arkansas at the, that point will not have lifted their ban on live performances. Okay. So the venue that they're playing in is 100 and, or not 100. An 1100 seat venue. They're reducing the capacity by 80% to only 229 people in a 1000 person venue. Okay. And they're selling tickets in what they're calling fan pods. So I, I'll show you the map here in a second. But basically, like, each row only has between 2 and 13 seats available. And then you'll have one or two rows empty. And then there's another 2 or 13 seats. So they're, like, just spacing these people out across this thousand-person auditorium. And I don't... Also, if you attend, you have to wear a face mask, which yeah. you can buy there if you need to. No one's allowed into the amphitheater until they've had their temperature taken. Wow. They're going to sanitize the whole arena prior to the show with fog sprayers, which sounds kind of dangerous, Spraying that much sanitation into the air. They're limiting bathrooms to 10 people. They have touchless paper towel and soap dispensers. But like, so I posted this in the Strutter Social group today, and this is what the map looks like. And I was like, I just kind of posed it as, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And basically the general consensus was that takes literally everything fun out of concerting. Correct. So what's the point? Listen, if
1: you're not rubbing against someone who's sweaty at a concert, yeah. it's not a good concert. If
0: you're not getting someone else's beer spilled on you, Correct. what is the point?
1: <laughs> oh, Exactly it. But I guarantee you those face masks, because the bands will design them, they're going to be awesome.
0: I hope that's what it is. It's, it doesn't really say that they were custom merch. It just said you could buy them after. the that show. Wouldn't that be cool though? It would be have cool. a custom
1: strut. It's just glitter.
0: It's just glitter. Yeah, just flakes soft glitter everywhere. Yes, but yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I get, I get why they're doing it, right? But it would almost be better to just sell admission to a live stream at that point because no, it's true. You're basically getting the same, like.
1: Well, I'm wondering what Blue Ridge Rock Fest is going to do.
0: Yeah, they keep saying, "Oh, we're business is normal. We're going to happen." and i'm like i don't know dude but are you we're having the same issue with i won't say it on the podcast but something else i'm involved in yeah they refuse to entertain the idea that the event in september may not be happening and i'm like no that's that's a real idea we should talk about guys yeah and they're like no it'll be fine i'm like no
1: you should get a plan but together it?
0: <laughs> so i'm very curious to see how concerts change because i think they will change to some degree after all of this like will meet and greets still be a thing right which is a bummer for both like sides of the party like obviously fans are disappointed but i mean i only really have the struts to go off of but like they love their meet and greets they say it's what gives them their energy before the shows. so like i can't see them necessarily wanting to give them up yeah some some artists hate meet and greets I would happily let them go, but yeah, some people genuinely like them. So
1: well, it's I think just everything is changing. But overall, what is the music industry alone going to look like now?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm. What so it's it's been very interesting watching like the way bands have adapted though, doing their at home streams and right. like the benefit concerts and stuff. But all the money making stuff has been put on hold. Albums are delayed. Right. Tours are delayed or canceled. So like. Yeah. Will venues still be here in a the year? The Pretty
1: Reckless just, just uh, delayed their entire tour.
0: Every tour is delayed, or if not straight up canceled. Yeah. I cannot imagine what it's like to be a promoter right now, trying to reschedule. Oh, God. Like, I I can't even imagine that headache. It, I, thought, I tried to think about it the other day, and it literally made me so anxious. I was like, nope. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have that job.
1: No, for real.
0: Or being a venue booker. No.
1: Well... I know Spotify, if you have an artist that's near and dear to your heart, Spotify has like a donation thing going on for you. That you really? Can, yeah. I've
0: not paid a bit of attention to You can uh, the
1: You can help support your artist by donating. Oh, ah, that's cool. So there's an artist you want to donate to. You have the opportunity.
0: Or if there's a venue that you really like near you and they have anything going on, support them because they are making like zero dollars yes. right now. Yes. And they already pretty much make zero dollars on a good it's day. It's just
1: important to support everyone during this time, whether it's in the music side of things. Local businesses. Local businesses, medical people, you know. But yeah, from like a restaurant, please tip people Be a lot nice. of money. Yeah.
0: If you, if you are paying DoorDash to drive 30 minutes from a restaurant to your house, correct. do not tip them $2. Or even if you go out to get carryout. Or that. Put a tip put a tip on yep you know i tipped the sushi place seven dollars the other day Good for you
1: yeah <laughs> i, I to, felt bad for them i go to meet patron and i always tip them because <laughs> i'm there every friday now
0: my whole order was twenty dollars yeah. <laughs> and i was like i just really like you guys so i'm gonna give you seven yeah. dollars
1: do it just just be kind to people be supportive everyone's in a rough time be
0: patient if they don't answer the phone when you call yes don't yell at them when they finally answer the phone please yes um, so that was a bit of a tangent, but I just great. thought that article was very this, interesting. This whole
1: episode is...
0: It's one giant tangent.
1: Yes. We're not drinking a beer at the moment.
0: We did have a drink, though. We did. I had a Baja
1: Blast freeze, which was delicious.
0: And I had a blue raspberry freeze, which tasted like a freeze version of the blue fun dip. And it was so that good. That sounds
1: good. Hey, if you want a shot of tequila in it, you let me know. It's gone now. Oh.
0: We should have done that earlier. Yeah, we should have. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You can pretty much subscribe anywhere at this point. Um, We'd love it if you left us a review. We haven't gotten any, probably because we haven't been making episodes, so that's on us, but we're back. So leave (laughs) us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, special thanks to Josh Charpley for our intro riff and Lauren Page Photography for our cover art. Shout out to Backline and Speaker Tree. Keep being awesome. Keep you know doing what you're doing during this this weird time. Uh, if you are local, Speaker Tree is doing record delivery and appointment shopping. Uh, if you want to come in the store and browse, uh, be sure to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at She Will Rock You Podcast. We are on Twitter. That's at She Will Rock the letter U Pod follow us individually at Beth Ann Tarpley or at J. you're pretty much just going to see photos of our pets at this point. Yes. (laughs) There's nothing else. Sometimes
1: I post the quarantine food I made.
0: This is true. It looks really yummy. I try. Uh, You can send us an email if you want to chat. You have a topic suggestion, anything. Throw it our way. We want to hear from you. You can email us at shewillrockyoupodcast at gmail.com and remember Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. I can promise you we did not drink this episode. Did you see Babylon
1: B said Trump retaliate murder hornets with uh, kamikaze bears? <laughs> no. It's just bears with rockets strapped to them.
0: I mean that's all we have the space force, right? To take care of the murder hornets. That's what I was thinking. He has decided he wants back in. Fuck <laughs> God, to take
1: care of your dog. Anyway. There's just going to be a lot of background noise. Folks, this is the new normal. Because <laughs> me and Leah found a comfy couch and we ain't moving anytime soon. Moving. Now I remember why we moved down to the basement, Leah. <laughs> it's so loud. Why is it looking so loud? Brody, <laughs> Please. <laughs>
0: Can't you be like your sister? Lay down? (laughs) He's like, nah.
1: Whatever. It's fine. I really love him. I love this dog.
0: He's
1: weird. But God, is he an odd one?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. I have one of those at home as well.
1: (laughs) He's the... uh, Who did uh, Tony Hale play? What was his character's name in Rested Velvet? Joe? Is it Joe? No. There was Job And then.
0: Shit, what's his name? Josh. <laughs>
1: Who is Tony Hale's character in arrested development?
0: Buster. Buster. He's Buster. He is Buster.
1: Go to the Not s- not Seen or Heard Academy, please, already.
0: This episode's yeah, We're cut all that out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're a little rusty. <laughs>
0: We're having focusing problems, yeah. okay? <laughs> anyway. Brody, is it your goal to make as much noise as possible today? This is going
1: to be the worst cut episode.
0: Hey, you're the one who has to cut it. God. He's your dog.
1: He is my dog. What the? <laughs> Where,
0: is Siri? Where is Siri coming from? Is, is it, it from, you? from you? No. My phone.
1: I'm sure I'm
0: <laughs> she thought we were talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> the, I know. <laughs> we're not even drunk. That's the best yeah, part I'm of this. Race, yeah. We have had zero alcohol. Good. We've just God. had tacos and freezes.
1: Is this twenty twenty telling us that we need to stop?
0: This is what my friends call or my, my small stress friends call crackhead hours. <laughs> 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 when you're not under the influence but <laughs> you're just weird. <laughs> it's crackhead hours, guys.
1: Yeah. In fact, the album was so huge it went number one on the Billboard 200 for (laughs) 15. I apologize on behalf of my son.
0: (laughs) He just walked up and started licking my mouth next to the microphone.
1: (laughs) I want to apologize on behalf of my ill-mannered dog slash son <laughs> that he does
0: not have manners. <laughs> that's going to go at the end. Just that <laughs> little snippet right there. I think this
1: whole episode is just one <laughs> one a, big uh,
0: <laughs> one big blooper. <laughs> but no, that's that cut specifically of him <laughs> going <laughs> in my face.
1: This is going to be so much fun to edit.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I
1: told you there was going to be tangents. Oh god alright so the album's so huge that I went number one on the billboard 200 for 15 weeks and I'm gonna quote this straight from wiki the album was listed <laughs>
0: Josh,
1: oh yeah. you just I'm, trying, I'm trying to record <laughs> I think this episode is going to be like 15 minutes. was like f- an hour long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Intermission of us just yelling at Rodi. <laughs> <laughs> alright,
1: alright, alright. Got pulled
0: together.